Welcome to Hardwood History, 1990s weekly podcast where we take a look at the week's events. We've got three tight segments, and Josh is going to introduce those three segments, and we'll get right into it. What do we got on tap this week, Josh? Back in person for Back the first person. time in I know. a long Feels time. Feels good, right? We're in the studio together. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, just as a quick recap, the uh, the new Hardwood History pod with, with uh, the two of us, we go top 25 talk. Yep. Which we get to talk about somebody getting bitch slapped today. <laughs> um, and then we get into what we call Hardwood History, where we get to relive something from the past, yep. get to talk about it for a little bit. And then we have our and one segment. I got a good one for you this week. I'm excited for it. Got, last, got, last week stumped me. I didn't know what to say. I had I got the idea from the All Star game this weekend. They asked one of the questions to some of the players. So the All Star yeah. game was fun. That it new format's really legit. So great. Yes. Should they? Should I know this is off topic already? But should they just uh, adopt that in other leagues? Why not do that in like the G League or something? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere else. Them dudes actually played defense at the end. That's all I cared yeah. about. It just makes. So this is the this is a big thing for me. Is like end of end of games right now in college and the pros that should be the most exciting time on the planet and often it sucks we're watching yeah. we're watching replays or timeouts or whatever like i just want to watch basketball like what are we doing in the moment yeah, too. yeah like yeah. that's what i want to watch is guys movement and see what see what happens not a coach what a coach draws up speaking let's, of coaches yeah, let's get into it you like that segue there let's get into yeah. it that segue suck let's get into it though. <laughs> all right Jawan Jawan howard uh and greg guard from wisconsin had words and I, we want to start talking about teams but we would be remiss to not at least hit on uh what went down at the end of the michigan wisconsin game is is it wrong is it wrong to love it i don't think so i mean the 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 announcer the cbs guy he clearly loves it like he's like oh this is what's happening i don't know man like it's i think social media is kind of out of control and yeah i mean we're just kind of soft as a society now so it's too competitive, guys. I think what people that you know, there's always like initially, at, right? Everybody clearly wants to wants to watch it because it's everywhere instantly, and everybody wants to. But then the backlash to the comes, and you're like, oh well, he's a, now, he's a coach of young men, and he should be suspended. I get it. And, I do understand that, yeah. and I think that if admin has an inkling that they don't want him there long term, this mm. is the perfect out, obviously. Yeah, but you, you'll never know until that stuff happens. But what we get out of it is like this bitter rivalry between Wisconsin <laughs> and Michigan, each, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Every time those two dudes, assuming nobody gets fired, yeah, play against each other, my ass will be tuned in. Yeah, That's what college, ba- sure. ca- college basketball has to have some of that. Like Coaches aren't saints. I know that they're held to a high standard. I yeah. know it's higher education. But right. really, with NIL – this shit is not about higher education. They, this they is said it's a semi pro. Yeah, it's semi pro. Yep. Period. So, or they, or maybe even they want it to be pro. Like it's that's the way it's that's the way it's going, right? Like there's already a lawsuit out there where guys are suing to be uh, part of the faculty of the school rather than rather than players because that's just how you know that's the next thing that's coming down the pike. Here, here's the other thing. Um, what about the end of the game, though? Do you like, like, who do you fault for the the altercation? Afterwards? I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I, I, some of that's just gamesmanship. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously they don't like each other. Obviously they were both trying to fuck with each other, 
And obviously, you know, it escalated. Like, I, I just don't see where that's like, who cares? I, I agree. I, I think it should be like, for me, that's all fun and games. But I think that too, grow, that's part of growing up in a different era. Like trash talk was more part of the game or just where you tried to, you know, rub it in on a guy every I, once I think in a while. where it gets dicey. Because I know that saying "Who cares" is a very slippery slope. Yeah. I, I get that. I know because you you said already caveated that earlier. Like I get it. That, yeah, that but coaches you don't want coaches doing that. The thing that if if the kids kids they're not kids grown ass men that are playing for Michigan and for Wisconsin if there's punches not thrown by them like I think that's the the worst look is it yeah. basically led to. Some haymakers getting thrown. Yeah. And if that messes up the kid's future or eligibility or suspensions <laughs> and stuff like that sucks. But, but what, what about the manager that we, <laughs> we saw? Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. Just and, I mean, it gets into that, like that whole thing of like a handshake line. Do we really need it? Like, I, I don't know. People are going to yeah. get on their high horse on sportsmanship and stuff. Right. And, and I think that like sometimes um, the sportsmanship just doesn't matter. Well, I think it's the other way too. You can't you can't make these games and the players and the coaches care so much and raise the stakes all the time. And we're going to be talking about games of the week and games that are coming up. And everyone around us is this big cycle of talking about all this stuff and then act like after the game it doesn't matter and these guys don't care about it. Like they're upset that they lost. Like Eventually, those dudes will make upset. up, just like John Cheney and they Calipari, will. and it'll be like hopefully nobody loses their job. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want anybody to get fired over it. Um, that might not be a popular opinion either, but uh, like I said, I want that rivalry moving forward. I, think I, I literally have no reason to watch Michigan Wisconsin on a Sunday. No, or whenever but I would that, the that next happened. Time. But I one hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I, don't I hope give they a shit see each other in the Big Ten. Three o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday, like I'm in. Yeah, now for like, sure. There's nothing wrong with that. I that's, mean, that that can happen. That's what it's all about. Second part. Let's move on to some games, or or at least uh, some of the the week that was. What did you think of the the bracket that that came out? Did you feel like the the tournament committee is getting it all right? You you kind of wondered oh, no. a little bit I why just it was stumbled out. upon that, and I was like, oh, I watch this. Yeah. Like, what is this? Thing? I think that's I've the never point of watched it, though, right? it. I've never watched it before. Never watched it, and I just happened to come across. I'm like, oh, NCAA March Madness. What the hell's that? I thought it was like a preview of old games or something. <laughs> I tuned in, and they gave me all the stuff. I guess in a way it's kind of cool to see where people stand now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of cool, but like, shit, we're three weeks away. I mean, three weeks to us doesn't sound like long, but it's a, a lot. lot can happen in three weeks. And so kind of the moving pieces, but, um, you know, I'm not going to sit there and watch Arizona. And if they lose like, Oh, that took them off the one line. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Now, now for me, I, it was I, confirmation I, of bias because I, lo I loved that. Like it was pretty close to what I was thinking, and so I enjoyed that. That right, aspect. Of yeah, it. you're you you were different in yeah. that regard a yeah. lot. I, I just go off a of feel, and you go <laughs> off of analytics. Yeah. Uh, but but with that said, I'm a huge selection show guy. Like, I, and so you love that. I've always taken it as this show takes away some of the fun, and and subconsciously, I've just avoided it at all costs because i really don't want to know talking about it i don't want to know i don't want to know yeah now i see the other side of it yeah. but i don't want to know i want to like i my, my fond memories growing up were selection show with my parents sitting there watching it and getting super excited and then that was like pre before you could print off the bracket so you had to watch the show and like 
dad would try to like write shit down yeah. and then like and then you were just like okay when the paper comes out tomorrow we'll cut it out of the paper <laughs> my mom who was a school teacher would take it to school Copy. run <laughs> copies of it like this is pre-internet stuff you know yeah. what i mean oh, but yeah. that, like my kids aren't gonna have that experience with uh, uh with me you know see so. I, I i on the other on the other side of that i think that it's fun to uh for me, as I've become less, especially since IU hasn't been good and I was kind of my team for so long, they haven't been in the picture for so long. I've enjoyed it as like a larger look at the country. Like I've been more watching West Coast basketball. And I don't think if that wasn't out there in the ether as much, I probably wouldn't pay attention because you have to stay up late to I those games that. or I you get, have to like seek them out I still a little bit. I could see Midwest people probably not. not. Was that the first show? The first one? Yeah. So maybe some people were like, man, I didn't know Arizona was that exactly. good this year. Like, yeah. I get that. No, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. What do you got for the, the week coming up? Uh, the big one's Nova UConn tomorrow for me. It's going to be big. Like, old school Big East rivalry. We got a major restock coming for both schools uh, nice. tomorrow at 11, which after this goes up, it'll probably be passed. But yeah. Um, Hopefully UConn, UConn Xavier was a fun game looking back. And really so, good. like, this game's at UConn, too. So, Nova UConn. Stores. Uh, tomorrow night. That's going to be legit. Uh, and then Saturday's pack. Saturday's got, like, great games. Nice. Villanova has been impressing me lately. And they're, they're one of those teams, like, I wasn't sure about early in the season. But they have been, like, steadily just rising up. And they just seem so, so solid. And they play in the t- – you know, it's like these teams we were talking about – that play in the tough conferences, like how do you weigh that in thinking about the teams? Because they're going to play good games in the middle of February, whereas you know Gonzaga, yeah, they, Gonzaga is just walking undefeated to the you know to the tournament. They made that point uh, on the Gonzaga, uh, the Gonzaga point you just made. They they said that on the on that selection show. They were basically like. I mean, Gonzaga's not going anywhere. They're going to stay on that one line, but can they creep up into that number one overall seed because are some of these other schools like Auburn and, and the other number ones, Kansas, I think, was number one. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I mean, they got a lot of tough games ahead of yeah. them. Now, Gonzaga does play St. Mary's on Saturday. That's one of the one of the games. So, yeah. we'll, and it's we'll at we'll St. Mary's. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but uh, and then, like, you get, like, Kansas on the one line and Kentucky on the two when Kentucky just walked into Fog Allen and beat the dog shit out of yeah. them, like, two weeks ago. Like, that's always interesting Weird, and fun right? to play around with. Yeah. So. Okay, I've got one from the, the game of the week, which I thought was Florida upsetting Auburn, which had a couple of like legit didn't even know that happened. Yeah, all these are all time lines. You're gonna you're gonna love this. So Wendell Green gets the ball, seven point one seconds to go, dribbling at the top of the key, tries to pass it to Walker Kessler down low, gets in gets intercepted. Just a classic like college basketball. Like that game, Jabari Smith got twenty eight, Walker Kessler only gets like five shots. The, Florida the guards throwback just, the guards just dunk. Yeah. Florida yeah. Were, no, they no, did no, not this no. time. No. So I the only reason this caught my eye is I saw it on ESPN uh dot com, I guess after it happened. Probably. And there was a kid wearing, oh, wearing a throwback it. and I was like, damn. Was it a nineteen? I'm like, damn, did they wear that? And then it wasn't till like three hours later when I went back, I'm like, Oh, oh the headline is Florida beat Auburn. I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't even know they play. <laughs> and I'm like, I bet that was cool, man. <laughs> 
So the hero of the game, this is the other part that's amazing, only college ba- basketball, uh, this kid named Appleby, 6'1", transfer guard from Cleveland State, goes 6 of 9 in the second half, 4 of 6 from three-point range. Now they Perfect knock them down. from the free-throw line, like classic game. Like no, no chance that guy ever has that game again, but amazing college basketball moment. Sweet. Yeah, I wish I would have watched it. Yeah, it was great. All right, second segment. Hardwood history, you gonna lead it? You gonna lead it off here? No, I was gonna let you lead it off. You're letting me go. My mine's such so niche. I don't know how okay. long we'll be able to talk about it. Well, I went I went uh, back to to last week. Your guys' release of the Fresno State because that is just one of my all time favorite teams. That's there, so funny. There are so many stories about it, and I was just uh, messaging you today, and I'll put this in the show notes. But there's a YouTube. Uh, video I found of a yeah. documentary that they, they gave them like the access that they had to this team is un, unbelievable. So the premise of that was uh, the film crew at the exact same time was doing the last dance. Oh, so that's really? when all that was being recorded. Cause Whoa. it was 98, 98. Okay. And so that uh, makes sense. So yeah. fu- well, when I don't know who was doing the last dance yeah. um, stuff, like what network they were from, but Fox got wind of it and Fox was like, well, who could we do a college version of that for? And they picked Fresno state. I mean, it, it was nuts. Like, like they were, (laughs) they they actually had to like not show things that would get uh, games vacated. (laughs) Like they, yes. So they had it on tape, probably minor could not, shit. That, like that in was, today's world, that was in the con, like in the contract. Like you can't show this when you release the documentary, and they had to later vacate those wins. But at least when the documentary was released, that didn't vacate the the wins. So gotcha. <laughs> it was incredible because you got Chris Heron goes off to rehab for 28 days in yeah. the middle of this season. Alston's got you know the some of the domestic stuff going on, and you got Tark, this kind of legend who is just kind of in the middle of it. And he just looks exhausted yeah. by the end of the documentary. When does Tark not look exhausted? I know, though? but like, it, it was, di- it's different though. It just seemed like he bit, you know, he bit off more than he can chew. Like it, at UNLV, like he had personalities, but maybe not the baggage that some of these guys had. But I, I lo- I did love like his perspective on it. And I think that that part's aged well, that he wanted to give young guys a second chance. Like you get Mike Wallace from 60 minutes in there who sounds terrible. He's like anger management. You're sending a guy to anger management. What is that? You know, just like, well, rough take for Mike Wallace. Yeah. And, and, and Tark's like, I don't know, but I think it could help a young person. And I'm like, you know, like that perspective has aged pretty well for Tark. I think maybe just more more than he could handle with that, with that particular. Well, winding down too. That was towards the end of his, end of his career. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are, there's some inside stories on that Fresno state 98 team that are wild. Wild. I love skip to my Lou though. That, and that's, that's kind of what jumped to my head and just just cool that he played college basketball. So cool. Yeah. that's the thing. Like he comes from New York, comes from the playgrounds, but that stint at Fresno state got him into the league. Does he go to the league? If he doesn't get that, there is 11 years too. He played like, not, not like, not like a cup of coffee, like 11 years in the league. He played exactly. That's that's legit with a lot less outlets back then than what there are now, you know, like he couldn't have, I guess he could have, but it was unheard of to go overseas and bypass college. And then, be seen and known and I mean he could he probably could have just could've. stayed on the and one mixtape tour That's the true. way it blew up. Like I mean the professor's still around, I'm sure. He yeah, could've. but we could look at the professor's career earnings and, and put oh, that yeah. up against 
skips. skips. Uh, no doubt. I uh, know he made the right choice. I'm just saying like he, it wasn't like written in stone that that's the, that's the route he had to take, but that was, that's what he wanted to do. You know, yeah. and I think that like Tark, Tark was a salesman. Like he sold those guys on his vision. Like you can come out here and Fresno. I, I lived out in California. That's, it's a real, like, it's a strange town to like think of as like a place where guys want to go as a destination because it's just like on an interstate corridor kind of in the middle of nowhere you get the right coach they'll go it's anywhere the, it's in the valley in the middle of nowhere it's not like the it's not like california like you think right. of it right. so interesting yeah. yep um i there's i wish i should have called prc before this but there's something going on with that footage like that's being repurposed or relaunched or re-edited and it might even be out already. I don't know. But um, there, there's something in the works, like, coming up with that 98 Fresno State stuff uh, with that same footage that you're referencing. I just can't remember I, all I, the details. I'd love to check. I'll, I'll look for it, and if I find out, I'll, I'll send a text. I'll send PRC a text. Because the, the thing about it is that you think about the Beatles documentary that just came out where they have all this footage. And I think they said, I forget how much, how many hours of footage they have. But it was like a lot of footage. I mean, the documentary is like a little over an hour and they've got like, you know, hundreds of hours. of. So you can imagine if someone went back through that, you could tell a completely different story of these guys, uh, you know, for, you know, better painting a better or worse picture. Did you watch the Kanye doc yet? No, I didn't. Is it good? Incredible. Really? It's incredible. I love young Kanye. So I'm, I'm planning on <laughs> taking it. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on checking it it's out. Like it's inspirational. Huh. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, and then Cootie, the guy that, that produced it, he does some stuff with, um, with JDS and I, I believe RTG, he's done some stuff for slam and all that stuff. So yeah. that was cool okay. that, that he was the producer of it. And he's just, how did like, he get, how did he get hooked into it? You know, so he just that? met Kanye when he was like interviewing other rappers and stuff. And he was just like, this, this dude's different. Mm -hmm. And so when he moves, when Kanye moves to new york from chicago because because cootie's from chicago too yeah and when he moves from new york like he he said like i couldn't get kanye out of my head so i just called him one day i'm like you care if i just make a documentary and just follow you around and then the documentary becomes those two dudes like cheering each other on in their avenues yeah and then like there's just some footage in there that's insane like that like kanye's playing jesus walks to these a and r people at rockefeller and they're like <laughs> taking the phone, taking phone calls in the middle of it and like looking at him like to shut up. And then like somebody will just come into the office and they're like, Oh, this is a bad time. I'm like, no, come right in. Like in the, like his look on his face, like humbled Kanye yeah. is insane. Yeah. And, but he's just like, Not, that's probably was, why he doesn't approach the world like that anymore. Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I, like you, you heard all those stories before. Yeah. And, but then you get to watch it as it happens it almost makes you uncomfortable like it's wild i bet and then i'm like well i wouldn't be pumped if i was those people that were listening to that and didn't give him the time of day like i know he eventually signs rockefeller and the rest is history yeah, yeah. and shit too but it like nobody could be bothered you yeah. know nobody could be bothered and then he plays uh uh shit the family matters song or family business song um to Jada Kit, no Scarface. Hmm. Scarface is just like Phew. pretty good. <laughs> he's like this. This thing's different. Yeah, it, it's just awesome. You I mean, watch it. that makes sense though, because it's just like you you're recognizing like talent. 
you know, if you're passionate about something, you recognize it and you want, you want to make the most of it. And I think the A&R guys, they're passionate about the business side of it. Yeah. And, and that's what they're working on is like, okay. it's like the business is not, they don't, they don't care. They just want, do people buy it? Okay, great. That's, that's what they're, they're looking for. Back, kinda, back kinda to basketball. Yeah, but I was, I was super inspired by it. Like, makes sense. I'd like watched it late at night and then I couldn't go to bed. Cause I was just wow. like, yeah, like, I got to go get this thing. I got to make this <laughs> shit happen. <laughs> Cause we all have that. Everybody yeah. that's on the climb, like yeah. y- you all have that stuff. So it's yeah. like, cool. So my, my heart with history, I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. And this is like an obscure game, maybe not to Duke fans, but Duke UNC, Wojciechowski's last game at Cameron. And I was a junior in high school. And my favorite player was Rashawn McLeod, which is like even more obscure. Really obscure. Yeah, I love Rashawn McLeod. I was a pretty big Duke fan. He's the first transfer that Coach K ever took. Came over from St. John's. And uh, he like balls out in this game, but they get they're They're getting killed. I was a pretty big Duke fan back then. And, uh, they're getting killed by, uh, UNC in the first half of that UNC team was Carter and Jamison. It was bill Guthridge first year, I believe. Uh, so 97, 98, yeah, they eventually a, make it. I think that that UNC team makes it to the final. They four. Do. I think it's one versus two. The game's one versus two. That's a, I mean, there's a lot of big names in that, those two teams. And then Ellen Brand had broke his foot, and it was his first game back from a broken foot, which was like six weeks recovery, yeah. which is like unheard of, especially for a big man. But he was only yeah, a freshman. Yeah, Zion about that. He was only a freshman. Carowell was a big, he only scores two points in the whole game, but it's like the two biggest points of the game coming down the stretch. And the, the reason that the game sticks out to me is we were on a, a road trip in high school and Barrett Williams, dude on our team, had one of those like uh, portable TVs oh with the antennas. Gosh, like the That's how we watched one? the damn game, dude. Wow. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Like that was like watching a game it. on a on a charter bus nowadays would be child's play. Yeah. Back then it was like you were hitting bumps and losing it, and then oh it was like, take gosh. this antenna and turn it around back this way, hanging and, out the window. And and everybody knew I was a huge Duke fan. There was like some other Carolina fans, you know, other kids that yeah. were Carolina fans. So everybody was like huddled around this thing. Mm-hmm. We would lose the signal, get the signal. Duke's getting blown out. McLeod goes nuts. Second half has like seventeen. Wow. Carowell has the big bucket. They end up coming back in in winning, and it was like so impactful to me. Because I had a recording on VHS at home. Oh, nice! Right? Because I was like, I can't miss Duke yeah. Carolina. Like, and I still can't miss. Yeah. Duke oh, yeah. Carolina. Like, I, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I would I record it. Like, it literally, the two games I would watch before every game in high school would be uh, IU Syracuse '87 <laughs> and Duke UNC '98. Nice. And those are, but those are good but ones. I would fast forward the Duke UNC one and to, the on, to like no I had it specific I want to say fifteen the fifteen minute mark oh shoot because they they come out in the the second half they don't really make any progress yeah. and and like everybody thought this game was, and it's ABC Dickie V's on the call for sure the place is just going nuts like I, and so I tried to find this game on YouTube like two weeks ago. No, it was, it was longer than that. I'm, it might have been when I had COVID. I was like, man, I, I want to watch a game. And I could not find it anywhere. 
Uh, it's not on YouTube or anything. I have no idea where my VHS tape is. Not that that's going to help anyways, but I'd like to still have it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like it just had such an impact because, uh, uh, just the, the, just wanted to hold the VHS man, tape while you're watching just it. the, the, just the crowd, um, and that comeback and yeah, McLeod, my guy doing his thing. Like I'm like, I'm ready to watch it right now. Like That's I'm great. upset. You got like, me I, hey, I'm playing pickup basketball tomorrow. If I had that you, fucking are you gonna ga- put it in? If I had that fucking game, I'd watch it before I play. And as fat and out of shape as I am, I would murder somebody's ass for about a two minute spurt in there. <laughs> That's so great, man. That's that triggered my memory too, thinking about Fresno State plays Duke that year in the Great Alaska shootout. Heron who, you know, had all these problems, has 29 in that game. I mean, this guy, yeah, under, talent. underrated talent. Like, that guy was legit. That guy's legit. Still like, has, like, a legion of diehard fans. I mean, though. just le- a legit guy that just is a, a old-school, like, East Coast family. Whole family went to the same high school. McDonald's All-American, like, goes to b- the hometown school. Man, just just the pressure got to him. Just a different different time, too, for for kids, maybe. You know, I don't know. They didn't have, like, that maybe that network around them to what a, to keep what them a, away from stuff. I don't know. What a team, man. Yeah. What, crazy. Like <laughs> it was crazy. That, that team that team's crazy. It's fun. Fun though. Like a uh, lots of stories. Yeah. Lots of stories. I was Googling just about every guy on the team. Even one guy in the documentary, Larry Abney, who's just sort of a bit player, but he's in the documentary a bunch. And he's had he went on to have like a pretty good like career overseas and is like he coaches for the Clippers now. So that's cool, man. It, it's cool. Some of those Once guys. Once you get into that circle, make your connections. Yeah. Uh Chris Stone from uh Under Armour was a manager on that yeah, team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I bet he's got some stories. That's where the stories come from. <laughs> oh, good. We'll, we'll get him we'll get him on sometime. <laughs> All right, man. Well, the last segment then here is going to be our, our and one. I gave you two of them, but I'm going with the one from the, that I got from All-Star Weekend this weekend, which is most annoying outdoor court okay. issues. So first of all, the, they asked the players, what would you what would you would be the worst one? Double rim or no net? What are you going, what are you going with? Oh, no net. And uh, I hate yeah, the see? double rims. I know. But you got to have the net, right? I mean, I that's that like too. a double. Like, you just keep driving to the next playground. Yeah. And pull up and see that shit. <laughs> no net. You're just like, I'm No net it. and a double rim. I'm like, yeah. man, it ain't in me today. Yeah. So those are those are my first two. No net, double rim. Those are, um, I hate both of Can those I things. stand them. My third one was uneven court. So, like, a court that's got, like, a weird just crack in it. Yeah, or see, like that a never bothered me. slope to it. That's like home like court the, advantage like it's if like you a, know like, that. Like, Ten and a half feet, the hoops yeah, at local, on one end. Local knowledge, man. You know, like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out uh, on that. We got to have close to ten feet. That's what makes playgrounds playgrounds. So those though. are my those are my three. So what's your what's your and one? The fact that nobody's at the playgrounds anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the most annoying part is you show up to a playground to play and there's nobody to play with. Uh, I put that I put that down. I was talking to a friend because I played pickup yesterday, and he said we were talking about like ten fifteen years ago, and he said the the playgrounds where people used to play they used to just uh, every night in the summer drive over and there's like a hill and they just get real excited as they went up the hill <laughs> they'd come down the lights were on That's so dope. they saw basketball they're like yes there's people there's people there i told you all the time my wife gets pissed at me because i tell her that like spread my ashes at Golfmore park she's like you don't want to be buried next to me and the kids i'm like well at that point i'm fucking dead so like i don't really care yeah. if you want to save half of them to throw in somewhere else i don't give a shit 
Save, but, a, save a salt and yeah, pepper shaker like, for you. I guys. don't know. For for our generation growing up on the playgrounds was like literally those are, are my fondest childhood memories. I had yeah. a great childhood, but like if I could transport back to one time, I would I would spend it with Wes at Golfmore and a few of our other friends playing pickup ball against those grown men. Like that was everything for me. Makes sense. I think that I think that makes sense, man. Well, that's it. I got that's all I got for this week, man. Appreciate your time today. Yes, sir. Good to be back in person. Thank you for listening to Hardwood History, a weekly podcast by 19.9. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a rating and review. Five stars only, like the basketball camp. Till next week.